You're gonna feel the power It's gonna turn it on Interpret your dreams Just wait and see The dream company The dream company The dream company The dream company Hi everybody and welcome to The Dream Company. This is episode one. We're going to start off here with a doozy of a dream Mattoon had yesterday while taking a nap. The dream shows the workings of what we call the hostile powers, though other people might call them anti-divine or demonic forces. So Mattoon, please start us off by telling your dream. Hey everyone, I had a dream in which I was with a bunch of people who were talking about the horror movies that they have watched, which made me feel very uncomfortable because, according to me, Most of the horror movies do not capture the truth of the reality and I had to close my eyes and shut my ears in order to keep their words from entering my mind. Then the dream continued that all of a sudden I found myself on my bed with heaviness of sleep forcing me to sleep while I was able to see the sunlight shining through my window through the slight opening of my eyelids. When I tried to wake myself up from my bed to see the sun, I found it hard to breathe and the heaviness of the sleep pulled me down back to my bed to sleep. I also saw a few people who were lying around my bed, and I screamed, Someone help me! Someone help me wake up! Someone help me to get up! And I kept on fighting with the sleep for a while, until finally I somehow managed to get up from my bed and finally out of our house. When I came out of our house, I saw a huge white alien dog looking at me as if it was appointed to make sure nobody is going out of our house. Then I freaked out and ran back into our house and told you guys to close all the doors to protect ourselves. You mean Douglas and I? Yes. After warning everyone at our house, I went to the terrace where I met a beautiful young woman in perfect shape that told me that it was because she launched a spaceship from our house, it attracted the attention of the secret alien civilization that has always been on earth and they were the ones that sent their giant alien dog to make sure nobody from our house goes out to see the sun. As she revealed the secret about the secret alien civilization, I looked at the sky and to my shock I had a glimpse of so many huge spaceships of a large alien civilization crowding the sky and constantly keeping their eyes on us. This indeed is the worst horror movie ever, I thought to myself. Then once again, they became invisible to my eyes as they have always been. The young woman added as we were looking at the evening sun from our terrace that to find the place on earth where the alien civilization actually live, when the time is 7.30 here in South India, we must go to the place on earth where the sun is facing the west. And that's all I remember from the dream. Okay, you were talking about horror movies. There was a, not a horror movie per se, but a a movie about aliens called The Vast of Night that came out last year. Mm -hmm. We're going to play a clip from that movie. All right, here we go. I believe they're up there tonight, right now. And I think there are some reasons to support that idea. Like what? I think they stay away from big cities. I think they wait for people to get together in one place like tonight. And when everyone gets out of that game, they're going to be gone. I think they like people alone. 
And I think they talk to people with some kind of advanced radio in their sleep. All right, like you think they do with your son. I didn't just think this up. I think at the lowest level, they send people on errands. They play with people's minds. They sway people to do things and think certain ways so that we stay in conflict, focused on ourselves. So that we're always cleaning house or losing weight or dressing up for other people. I think they get inside our heads and make us do destructive things like drink and overeat. I've seen good people go bad and smart people go mad. I think at the highest level, they do things that cause nations to go to war. Things that make no sense. And I think no one knows they're being affected. We all work out other reasons to justify our actions. But free will is impossible with them up there. Okay. To give a little bit of context of why Mattoon would have a dream like this, Mattoon has been doing sadhana, which is a Sanskrit word for spiritual practice, for a number of years. He started basically when he was around 13. And I was coaching him in that endeavor. There came a point, I don't know, a couple of years ago, where he began to dream about an evil creature or a big eye watching him all the time. And I had already told him some of my stories of encounters with the hostile powers, or what we call demons or asherahs. And I had told him that when the time came, and he was opening his inner vision and getting to know his self, that he would meet the hostile being attached to him. And it so happened that a dream like this came as a result of a very deep search that Mattoon had done. He actually, via lucid dream, went down into the well of soul. And that's when the deeper knowledge began to come. And heretofore, before this dream, when he's dreamed about these creatures or whatever we want to call them, it was personal. But this one is showing their dominion over the earth. And we all hear our sadaks of the integral yoga of the mother in Sri Aurobindo. And a major work of that yoga is an epic poem called Savitri, which we have all read. And it talks about these creatures that have dominion over the earth on one level of its organization, and that they extend their reign to all half-conscious worlds like ours. Now, I want to ask, Matun, what do you make of the dream? I think the fight against the sleep in the first part of the dream is the representation of my quest to attain the spiritual heights, as the sun is the symbol of the divine truth, and the sleep pool I experienced is the representation of the inertia of my I mean, could be the representation of my current state of consciousness for a higher change, like the inertia. Yes. And uh, the secret alien civilization is the representation of what we call in our yoga as the hostile beings, who are the actual unknown horror of the world. So do you guys have anything else to add about the dream? Well, I do, and I know Douglas does too, but before we continue talking about it, uh, Natish, can you tell us the dream that you had early this morning? Okay. Uh, I was coming after the walk to we the house. Walking dogs, you mean, our dog yes, walk, daily yes, dog walk. Yes, and then uh, I saw Lisa there, near the co-man's house. Okay, who's Lisa? Lisa is one of my favorite dogs. But where is she now? Is she still alive? No. Okay, now continue. And then uh, she started talking to me, 
and then she told me wherever you go walking i'll come right there i'll also walk with you she said she said she doesn't miss any walks and then what happened and then the dream ended actually uh, the dream didn't end before the dream was going to end uh, i was almost become lucid and then only a voice called nitish and when i turned the dream ended so the voice that called your name distracted you it kept you from becoming lucid yes oh do you have lucid dreams sometimes yeah sometimes okay uh lisa was our beloved dog of the house and she died in the early part of june and for some reason natish has been her point of contact for the family he has had many dreams of her this is one of the first one of the first where she's actually talked to him but the point about the dream what do you make of that dream mr natish what is it what is that dream telling you when i think of the dream i really liked in meeting lisa you really liked meeting lisa yes okay well the reason i had you relate the dream as we're discussing natun's dream because you were on the verge of becoming lucid and i've told you that becoming lucid in a dream is a great power and you have started to become lucid sometimes and so that voice that said hey natish distracted you and instead you just woke up in bed and it was very similar to what happened to matun in his dream he had a force that was pressing him down into sleep and was preventing him from seeing the sun it's the action of the hostile powers and it is a very big subject much bigger than anyone actually wants to know and it's not our place here to discuss all of their aspects and answer questions people may have listening hopefully in time we will answer questions that may be coming up but in both cases both boys were prevented from coming out of the human fence you might say we live in a certain parameter of experience of reality and it's like we are sectioned off from not only the larger reality but reality itself we only see a little bit of what is happening and this is happening below our vision and these creatures come to make sure we don't escape from our fence like becoming lucid out of body those things are precursors to going into our deeps i went through a similar process that matun is going through about 25 years ago i had a metaphysical accident and conjured a demon actually uh you can read about it on harm's end breaking silence careful to stay in apparition and in that process i actually met these hostile beings not as aliens though as kind of monsters or dog dragons and i in a lucid dream i was staying in the country with a best friend of mine and i had a station wagon full of food and i went to the country house parked it and started to take bags of groceries into the house and as i was coming back i noticed groceries were missing and then i looked to my right and i saw a trail that went over a field and in the distance into some trees standing there but when i looked i was hit with this heavy sleep what matun is describing i couldn't look at them it was just a turn in the direction that they had been where they had been stealing my food i couldn't it was too just sleep was overpowering me and uh but i did manage to look and i went into the house and they were waiting for me in the living room and they were awful and one of them came up to me and started to try to make out with me at the same time i tear my throat out 
And I didn't know what it was going to do. It was terrifying, even though I was lucid. I wasn't waking myself up because I wanted to experience it. And it whispered to me and said, this is what it's like to meet the weirdlings. And soon after, I woke up. Now, the interesting thing about this very big subject is this state of sleep that we go into or that prevents us from seeing them. I think, Mattoon, I think you were actually on the verge of sleep paralysis, or what we used to call cataleptic trance. Would mm-hmm. you agree with that? Yes, I think so. Yeah, you were in a regular dream, and then you had a dream shift where you're in your bed, still dreaming. Mm-hmm. And we've called that twilight in the past. It's a yeah. place of event. From there, you can go in many directions, out of the body, into a lucid dream. There, It's like a crossroads. Mm-hmm. And as I've been reading the net, I read about this state called sleep paralysis that mm-hmm. usually occur to people when they're in this twilight state. True. And many times there's an evil presence they feel and they're scared. Now, if you read mainstream media on the net, it's trying to teach you how not to have these experiences, mm-hmm. the sleep paralysis. Yeah. I found, however, and I was doing experiments before the net, that if I let myself go into that cataleptic trance, mm-hmm. from there I could leave the body. But these creatures would come to try to scare me. And in the ancient literature, they're called threshold demons. Now, Douglas, you were telling me something about... The sun. Well, yes. you mentioned what he mentioned that... Well, there's a couple things, I mean, I would mention. Um, I mean, one, you know, this is... I mean, this dream, we haven't come out and said it, but it's got implications beyond Mattoon's own personal process. I mean, it's showing the world state. And, you know, most dreams aren't like that. This is a very powerful dream in that respect. And, you know, the dream not only shows the hostels, but it also shows the divine presence, the woman. Yeah, sorry, I forgot to mention that, but yeah, thanks for bringing that up. You said she was perfect. What did you mean by that? Perfect form, you said, right? She had a perfect shape of body. It was not like she was not fat or she was not too slim. She was just perfect. Uh So, and, um, you know, and that shows that not only does that, that element's also present in our house. And, you know, the spaceship going off, you know, that might have to do with our spiritual endeavor and also with the things that are outer work, the things that we're putting online, you know, that, because what we're trying to do essentially is do things like show people how to interpret their dreams and, you know, things that these beings don't want people to see because they don't want us to wake up. So, you know, for that reason, we were attacked And, you know, I've got a dream I want to share in the future that shows their influence, you know, and the conflicts and the little arguments and things that we have here in the house. And, um, but anyway, back to the thing that you were asking me to talk about, I found it interesting that the sun, you know, that's where the hostels were, when the sun's on the horizon and, you know, dusk and dawn. And like you said yesterday, you know, pointing out that in the military, that's the best time to attack you know, as dusk and dawn. So showing how they attack us, you know, in our weak spots, you know, at the best time to attack us, they really know what they're doing. And I thought about too, how the horizon, if you think about horizon is broadening your horizons, widenings, you know, they're blocking the horizon, not just blocking the vision of the sun, the truth, but blocking our ability to broaden our horizons, you know, to stop our evolution. And I think that's all I got to have to say well i will say don't try this at home folks (laughs) (laughs) i mean by that is these things come in a spiritual practice if you are truly 
getting to know yourself, searching for your soul, seeking God. Inevitably, you will come into contact with these creatures because they want to keep you asleep. And so it doesn't behoove anyone to research about them, to even be curious about them. They have the ability to kill you. My muse has said that they own the circumstances. Savitry also talks about how they can put events together. And they're allowed by the divine and because they test us and test our mettle and make sure we are ready for transformation and enlightenment. But anyway, it's nothing to play around with. It's like playing with fire. But it's something that humanity will have to one day realize and stop laughing at, that there are unembodied creatures that are in our homes, that are messing with our children, our minds, our hearts, and there is really nothing we can do to fight them except evolve. And we can also learn to stop feeding them. It's one aspect about them. They eat our, our life force, negative life force, our ill will, our lust, our fear, our anger, our jealousy. And so the more we stop producing these things, the less we are cattle for them. And that's about all I have to say. Natish, is there anything you want to say? No. Okay. Matun, you have anything to add? Actually, I forgot. As I was fighting against my sleep, suddenly the curtain on my window forcefully closed itself. And then a demonic voice told me, if you really want to sleep, if you really feel the pull to sleep, you have to sleep. And then it said it in a very manipulative way. And I really actually wanted to sleep after listening to this. And then I thought, no, 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 I should not do this. I must wake up. I must go out and see the sun to myself. So do you oh, well, it's interesting. My interpretation of that is that you are actually on the verge of a cataleptic trance, a sleep paralysis. But at the same time, these creatures use our sleep so we are not only not able to see the sun, the spiritual truth, but we're not able to see them. And, but they're tricksters, and they lie. So it seems you were being pulled. I don't know if it were to happen if you would have found yourself in cataleptic trance. Most likely in that situation, you would have just fallen asleep. Right. True. But that's when they come. They become visible, I should say, to us is in the twilight state. And any time we are slipping into cataleptic trance or sleep paralysis, they'll come to try to scare us. Or like Natish, who's learning to wake up in his dreams and become lucid, a voice came to distract him and keep him from becoming lucid. And that's what they do, and a lot more than that. It appears what was happening was the curtain was blocking the sun. But what's interesting is it was only after the sun was blocked that the hostile voice spoke. And so, right, that's also, maybe he had to do that so he could manifest more in your dream. Mm -hmm. He had to get out of the light, so to speak. Douglas, do you have anything to say? I was just sitting here wondering about that movie clip. Explain that they're talking about aliens, physical aliens. Right, right. They're, and how on point, I mean, despite the fact they're talking about physical aliens, I mean, it's the most like on point thing we've encountered in, you know, contemporary movies. And Yeah, it is amazing. The whole movie is a good movie. That one clip or audio that we played is basically the meat of the movie. Now, there is this big question. Are they physical aliens that are landing on the earth and messing with us or what? Yeah. Well, I am under the impression that they are from another dimension and they come here from the inner dimension 
And that's the place that they mess with us. Dreams, vision, twilight, those kinds of things, our minds, our hearts. And they don't, this is a subject for another time. I think they have the ability to manifest temporarily on the physical plane. My muse calls that they can shoot through the Grivlin. But Area 51. That's, yes, exactly. And they have a prototype kind of body that they use when they're able to manifest on the physical plane. And anyway, that's a subject for another time. And I think that's about it. Okay. Well, if anybody have any last words? Yeah. What's that? How do they have the ability to kill us? Like you said. That's a really... Usually, they will use someone else, a human or an animal, to do their dirty work. They don't really have much of a capacity to manipulate things on the physical plane, although they can temporarily. But we're protected in our... In our bodies. Right. We're protected in our bodies. And it's difficult for them to actually harm us. However, they can help make us ill and things like that. But that's crossing... There are lines. This is not just chaos working out here. They also have rules that they follow. And if they break those rules, they suffer consequences. So there's only so far they go with us. Usually they couldn't just strike us dead. They could talk Joe Blow into coming and killing us, who is susceptible to them. Uh, for various reasons. That's a good question, though. Yeah? Okay, any last words? Uh, this is big knowledge, and it's not anything to become excited about or paranoid over. They've always been here around you all of your life. You just can't see them. And to become aware of them is difficult, but it's part of seeing reality. And you just take it with a grain of salt and realize that there are more beings around here than you can shake a stick at. Okay, well, thank you everyone for tuning in to this episode of the Dream Dialogue, and we hope to see you back here the next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you.